Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill. We are starting out this podcast the way we start a lot of them with an ad, but it's not the same type of ad that we normally start with. Yeah, so this is a gentleman I met down in Baton Rouge when I was back home um, a couple of weeks ago speaking at the Black Out Loud conference. Has an amazing idea for an app that I think can be not only successful, but also very useful to communities around the country. We're going to start doing something here at the Red Pill where we're going to highlight different apps, products, places, um, businesses inside the community and giving them free ad space. We run a lot of ads here. We sell a lot of ads, but sometimes uh, our people down in the community can't afford ad space on the Red Pill. So we about to give it away for free. We're going to give it away for free, and we're starting uh, today with my homie Chambers and his app, Good Cop. Why don't you introduce yourself, my brother, tell us who you are, and then tell us the amazing idea that you have that I think people need to hear about. So I am, first of all, thank you for the opportunity, Van. Uh, to everybody out there, I am Gary Chambers, uh, the publisher of the Bruce Collection, a black-owned media company in Baton Rouge. Um, and somewhere along the way, uh, by writing about the injustices in the community, um, got labeled an activist. And as a result of uh, some of the things that happened with Alton Sterling, a group of us came together, created this app called Good Cop. Uh, Good Cop is a app that allows everyday, ordinary citizens to report their interactions with police officers. And that officer interaction is scored, and the cop gets what's called a cop score. And all of the officers in the department uh, are accumulated together to give the department a score. And that department can be ranked against other departments to determine what are the best and worst police departments in America. Hmm. And so one thing that you were telling me was that, um, and this is a very important sort of piece of information is one of the roadblocks to actually sort of getting police reform or holding police accountable is that the only people that you, when you have a bad interaction with a cop, the only people you have to report that interaction to um, are other police officers. And oftentimes uh, those situations, there's the, the blue line and those guys protect one another. This app sort of gives us a way to compare police interactions um against a wide sort of networking people and where the cops don't have the control over what complaints get hurt. Correct. It, it, it really gives power to the people. It takes the power out of the hands of agencies that, for whatever reason, skew the data or just don't don't use it. Sometimes there are departments that literally have to show them after a certain amount of time, just throw the reports away. They're just gone. Um, and that's legal, right? And so how do you find out if an officer is truly problematic if the data on the officer that's negative is eliminated? Hmm. Hmm. Now, do you also score, Is this is something that's not just for negative interactions, this is also positive interactions because it's very right. important that we know which cops are out there actually doing their jobs and upholding the law and protecting us um, via our rights. So there's going to be ways that people understand, like, which cops are actually good cops as well? And that's why we call it goodcop.com instead of calling it uh, goodcopbadcop. Or fuckthepolice.com. Say it again? Or fuckthepolice.com. Right. 
Correct. You know, um, because the goal is we know that we need law enforcement, but to what degree, right? And we know that we want to have good police officers, not bad ones. No matter what the demographic of the community looks like, the police officers' behavior should be the same. Mm, absolutely. So tell us right now where they can go get the app and then, excuse me, where they can go download the app uh, and what stage are you guys in with it right now? So we're not ready to download yet. We are okay. still in the beta phase um, and we are going to launch a new funding campaign. We would like to launch this top in five cities in the next year. Um, and it takes some resources to do that. And so we've got to figure out what's the most effective way to raise the capital so that we can bring this to market in every city in America. Without a doubt. Now, listen, if you're listening somewhere and you know an angel investor or somebody like that that wants to get involved in, in something like this, which could be an app that's very widespread and very useful and also uh, very meaningful to the community, you have to reach out to my brother, where? You can go to the RoosCollection.com. Uh, my email address is there, or you can just email me directly at Chambers at BruceCollection.net, um, and I'll get back to you and let you know everything that I can about what we're trying to do. Right, and we got you on right now, so I'm going to hold you to this. When you are in L.A. next, you are coming by the Red Pill. Yes, sir. No Without doubt a doubt. Thousand percent. One thousand plus one thousand. <laughs> All right, my brother. appreciate you, man. Thank you, brother. Love. No problem. All right, but now into... Today's podcast guest, her name is Wheezy. She is one half of one of my favorite podcasts, Horrible Decisions, where her um, and her co-host Mandy talk about all issues of sexuality facing society. They talk about a lot of freaky shit that you need to hear. And in this particular conversation, we learn a lot about not only Wheezy, but about some of the people that work on this very podcast, we didn't know certain things about guys that worked on this podcast. These conversations of sexuality are very important. They're very freeing. They're very liberating. We learned a lot about our very own Jason. We also talked to Weezy about some very important issues like how sexuality um, influences the community, how sexual repression affects the community, and the future of the Horrible Decisions podcast itself. I'm not going to beat around the bush. If you listen to that podcast and other podcasts surrounding it, you know that there's been some drama recently. We asked Weezy about what's going on between her and Mandy. She was very, very forthright about it. All right, so y'all pop some pills. Let's get ready to go. By the way, this might not be the podcast for your mom and them because it's about to get a little bit gully. Uh, are we rolling? We're good. Oh. Here's the situation. Um, Weezy is uh, educating me on Birkin bags. I didn't know. <laughs> Wait, stop for a second. Wheezy, Wheezy Fancy. She knows all about Birkin bags. She's telling me you about lying. Birkin bags. What, what? To all of them. What? I'm not lying to you. I don't anyone. know all about them. You were just telling me. It's speculation. Just right. like when I see a dude with a Rolex, I'd be like, yeah, he got money. Same thing, I think, Right. when I see a woman How with a Birkin How does your impression bag. of a dude change when you realize he has money? So it depends. If they're very flashy, I start to think they have a little dick. It's like an immediate thing. Why? Because the the more that I'm in this like podcast industry and I meet mm -hmm. men with money, they're not that flashy. Not like real money. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? For example, one of my radio heroes, your best one of your best friends, Charlemagne. Yeah. yeah, my best friend. Has slides on. Yeah. When I met him, right? All right. What kind of slides? Because I know what kind of slides he wears. 
So don't get don't 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 get fucked over now. Because rich niggas still find a way to show so you that they're rich. So that's not that flashy to me. They still find a way to show you that they're rich. They're undercover I, flashy. I have Nike slots. We went on vacation, like, to Anguilla. And, yeah, I remember you were lit. Right. And I started to buy a pair of slides just to compete. But then I have to remember. What kind of slides are they? I was going to buy some off-white slides. He has Gucci slides, right? So here's the thing, though. Okay. So I, I know what you're saying. Rich guys are different. In terms of they're not as flashy, but they still show you, they find a way to show you they got See, money. See, I'm used to fucking drug dealers and scammers. Now my pussy is elevated, <laughs> so, like, I can start fucking dudes that aren't out that much with the shits. Right. But, you know, I'm used to, like, Gucci Bell, red and white, green, mm-hmm. Gucci slides, mm-hmm. like, but now it's like, you know, maybe they'll have the little label on the side. That's the new, that's what I'm trying to fuck now. So you don't, so when you see that a guy has money, that's not an aphrodisiac for you? That's not something, you, you don't go, oh, shit, Target, gotta get him. No, I'm saying because like when I needed help with my rent, that was exciting. But now I'm just like, eh. not anymore. How old are you now? 27. 27. So you so 27, you already out of your chasing checks days. Let me tell you. That's early. Hold on. That's an early (laughs) out right there. Normally you chase checks till at least 33 or 34. I I sell like VMware and like data and shit. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it's it's a different type of money. So I'm feeling comfortable. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. I ain't making bank. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're not giving Altoids away in our snack room. Right, at engine room? Fuck no. Weezy came in here and she's like, she didn't understand that. Did not. At TMZ, we have snacks. Bro. We have different types of snacks. I saw the Frito-Lay and I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. But then I saw the hard case. Yeah. And it wasn't just like mints. It was like you could take a whole thing for yourself. Yeah. Oh, bro. We got if I had a purse, in there. We got gum in there. We got gummy bears in there. I went in the bathroom. I actually told my homeboy sitting over here. I'm mm-hmm. like, let me go pee because they might have some keels and shit. But it was just tampons, so. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Let me tell you something. I'm a black Jew, so that means like. What does that mean? It means you're like broke and cheap. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just This is just the way you I look was born. More, you look a lot more mixed than you do on Instagram. How do I look on Instagram? Like you look like on Instagram like a sister, but now you look like a tan white girl. I'm not even going to lie. It's my hair. I just cut my hair. I took. Is that it? I took my weave out. Oh, shit, because you know I'm right, huh, oh, dog? Shit, what do I look up. like? Look, a tan white girl. Introduce yourself, man. I do. I go by AJ. AJ, this is yes, Weezy's sir. homeboy. Yes, sir. Came out here. Oh, uh, I'm a trifling person. I haven't seen AJ since his wedding two years ago, but when I was coming damn, to LA and I AJ? saw them hotel prices, I was like, either I'm going to fuck for a place to stay mm-hmm. or just stay on my friend's couch. Right. Me and her go way back, though. You yeah. Where y'all go back, way back where? Way back to Orlando to days right after she graduated from high school. I was one of her first, like, Adult friends. Yeah, he was. Oh, I was about to say. He had to help me get bailed out of jail, bro. I thought was about to say I was my one first of the first box? niggas. Yeah. No. <laughs> I thought he was about to say, yeah, I'm one of the first niggas that towed that pussy up. No, 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 he's not. But, mm. I mean, he he wasn't dealing drugs. He just, he worked in finance, so that wasn't a thing I wanted back then. Oh, okay. I feel you. You know, so when I was broke, right. drug dealers were like the ones that would, like, give you all of the cash. And so, yeah. You know, when you got someone smart that got 401k, they know what to do with their money. They're not true. wasting it. You know what I'm saying? You know, so. I got to be real with you, man. I've always been, like, a square. You know what I mean? I've always been like a square guy. Like I've always been like, I remember the first time I saw cocaine, I was physically afraid. <laughs> like, it, was, it was like it was like I'm in the car with my homeboys, uh, and is is my uh, shout out to my boy Ryan and his his cousins are in the car, and they pull out some coke and they start doing the coke and I looked at Ryan. I was like, Were they black? Yeah, they're black. I was like, Ryan, yo, say, bro, they doing cocaine, man. What the fuck we gonna do? And he was like. Well, nigga, are you crazy? Just chill. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I've always been like a real square. So I've always been interested in what you ladies find fascinating about like the drug dealer type of 
thug dude swag because I've never had that. So I will tell you this. I've always said this. There's something about when you fuck and it's like a risk. It's very exciting. For example, reasons why men love to cheat, right? You don't want to leave your wife for this round the way girl, but it's fun and it's exciting. You might get caught. It's taboo, whatever. Same thing with fucking drug dealers. You know for a fact there's a gun under the pillow. Mm-hmm. Door might get kicked in, but it's a good risk. You know, when you hanging with hood niggas, where do they take you? All the best restaurants, music be loud, everybody knows him. It's like you're like a little celebrity in this little ghetto-ass world. Right. It's the best. Well, if, the, if that's the case, if you like a risk, why don't you just go fuck dudes that are HIV positive? So I don't want a health risk. What the fuck are you talking about? It's like it's a it's a it's what you just described is a health risk. If you laying if you if you having sex with a guy that has a gun under the pillow, somebody might run up in that bitch Finn, and light you up. Go back to sleep because this is when you get too woke. No, we I'm having not, a no, good I'm, fucking no, time, no, and here you no, go. I'm not no, I'm just woke. I just read the iTunes review. They're I'm like not, they ain't doing too much. No, I'm too not, woke. Like I'm not. Listen, I'm so not. I'm saying I'm not trying to be too woke. I'm just asking if it's about risk. Then why not risk it all, man? You know. So, I am like as much of a. Is that self- what they said on iTunes? I'm too woke. I wanted to read the reviews because you you know I love you. Is that what they said? I'm too woke. And they did, mm-hmm. but that's what I want. I'm getting too woke. Wait till you see Black Klansman. Why? Is it gonna make you? It's gonna make me even woker. Bro, there's a scene. Is the, woke, is the wokest movie ever? <laughs> this nigga's like, it's, it's like the wokest. I haven't it's, seen it. It's intense. There's a scene. I just want to say this. Mm-hmm. Three people walked out of the movie. Two black, one white. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where there are two white people in the bed cuddling, right? Talking about how excited they are to go kill. I can't even. I can't even say. It makes me feel fucking racist. Because mm-hmm. that's the white part of you that feels like you want to say it, and the black part's like, no, don't. Like, like, <laughs> it it is. is the white part of you is like, oh, it's cool. I mean, I, I feel. Like, I feel like nigga is a reclaim word, and you know, it's just like when I say bitch. Um, it's like, you know, you feel it like this whole sisterhood, this brethren thing, like we can only say between each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I, I feel like I've used the word. But after watching that movie, it did make me want to stop because it made me feel like white people are just taking this shit out of control. Let me tell you how I feel about the N-word. I don't really give a fuck about it. I know that I shouldn't be saying it, but the way things unfurl in society uh, and in human history, it's not always clean. Like, the way we get words into our vernacular, the way things come into it, it's always, it's not always pretty. It's not always, like, a bow on it. Yeah. Sometimes you say something, and the origins of it are pretty fucked up. You know what I mean? I think that there's a lot more conscious things that you have to do and be aware of rather than just kind of harp on, like, right. something like that. Now, Because that's you, the fake woke shit. If, if you're right. If you ask me straight up right now, should we be saying the N-word, the answer is no, we shouldn't. We yeah. shouldn't be referring to ourselves uh, by a term that was used to sort Impressive. of. Right. But, however, that's the way the shit went. And the way the word was introduced to me, the first person I heard use it was my grandfather. So it, it can't really be that much of a triggering thing to me when it came from a person that I had such love and admiration for. My right. daddy would still be like, I'd be in the basketball game, i hit a three, and my dad would be like, go ahead, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's, it's just hard for me. Where are you from? I'm from Louisiana. No shit. Oh, that's right. I saw you in New Orleans this weekend. Yeah. In New Orleans is my favorite city in the country, Why? even though I live in New York. It is the only city, in my opinion, that has its own culture. Mm-hmm. That's an American city. It's own taste. You taste something, you know it's Cajun. You hear people, black, white, Asian, they sound the same. Sound, sound the same. It has well, its own sound of music. Similar. It has its own sound of music, but like, 
everything about New Orleans to me is so identifiable, right. and it's so rich in its own its own. So, it's really it's so, it's so old. Uh, yeah, it goes back so far. The buildings are. Oh, by the way, I'm not from New Orleans. Okay, from where ba- you from? From Baton Rouge. Okay, I fucked a couple of them. Shout out to Boosie. Who Boosie? You no, Boosie? I wish. How many times you fuck Boosie? You a fuck Boosie? Okay, back in the day, I would have. I was a. Do you remember when I used to love Boosie? I used to go to all them. Concerts. So you wouldn't fuck Boosie now? No. Why? We have to talk about the the evolution of Wheezy and like. So now you're not you're not fucking for checks now, you're not fucking boosting. Wait wait wait. Now. Let me just start by saying I was like never. I'm not not any shame to it, but I've never been a sex worker. It's just I would always I would fuck some dudes that would give me or just but like to fuck rich niggas, right? So you fuck thing. for checks. So who cares? Like, I would own your shit. Like is that is that okay? Like well, I don't want to say that like you know I was doing that and I wasn't. I wasn't like a real sex worker. I would just be a chick that would just fuck rich dudes. Let me ask you a question. When you say fuck for checks. Do you feel like there's something wrong with that? No. Then why do you feel the need to? Because clarify? I don't want to confuse it. Like I wasn't. It wasn't my job. Oh, you're like you. You weren't a professional. You just fuck yeah. the checks. As I a was hobby. just like an everyday hoe. Right. Right. I wasn't a professional. So pro you, hoe. So, so you would be like. So you, you're fucking for extra money. Not you're not fucking for yeah. like money to live on. That's important. Yes. Because that that like if if you're fucking for money to live on, absolutely. Yeah. There's a degree of desperation that goes along with I'm that. A, and, and it's not desperation. This is some women's job, right? Not to demean. Oh, no, no, no not, I'm not saying that they're that they're bad. Right, right, right. If but it that's wasn't my job. Job. I've always had job. a job. As I mean, as long as I've been like you know not living or dating or whatever, I've been taking care of quote unquote right. by a guy. But since I've worked, you know, and I wasn't making as much money when I was younger, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like fucking for other things. You right. know, I mean, I could pay the rent. It just wasn't always taken of a bit. You ever you ever just like been hungry? And been like, yo, man, I know that nigga Jamal will take I ain't gonna lie to you. I am making well over six figures. I still do that shit. Free dinners. I love that shit. God damn, y'all, with these fucking dinners. We going out tonight to eat, I swear to God. I don't expect you to pay, but if you offer to pay, I'm getting an appetizer. I'm not paying. But I wanna say this. When you came out and, you know, spoke out on a for us, I'm not even gonna say the moment. I went on Instagram, made a video and said I need to start a dick sucking squad for Van. Right. Because I really feel like what you did just was so important for one of my my heroes. So I still stand true to that. That to to start a dick sucking squad for if Van? it can't be a squad, at least someone. Like, I'm really good at getting my friends some ass. That's your thing. And it's, like, and it's funny. You said I look a certain way in person. You mm-hmm. look cuter, taller, and skinnier in person. So here we go. That's what I do, though. This like, is going to be so let, easy. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. For me personally, for me personally, people are always, they, I, I don't know why. Everybody else looks better on camera. I look worse. Everybody else looks better on camera. I look terrible. That's a thing. I don't want to agree with you. You know it's true. But it is. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. Shoot. Easy. What the hell is going on? So listen, everybody. I feel like I'm like the little loudspeaker slut. Every mm-hmm. time I go on a loudspeaker podcast, I be flirting with the niggas. Mm-hmm. This is really should be the moment where I do it. But I wow. feel like I can't now because I've seemed like I'm tossing the pussy out to everybody else. Kaz, I saw that. It's all jokes. Kaz does have big dick vibes. It's just the African. You what's, know? The, what's the thing? Explain big dick energy to people who don't get it. It's a very relaxed, confident, non-thirsty. It's like, I, c- I can't explain it. I can't explain it. As women, it may be all different for us, but something about Kaz, like, first of all, it's the thighs. I'm, like, obsessed with big thighs. Let me see. Are you on this nigga's thighs? No, you like, ain't got him. I was you, sitting next to him. Wait, are you, are, you saying, are you telling me that Kaz is thick? Okay, uh, I don't want to. Say it. Say right now. Say you like Kaz. Kaz is thick. Hold on for a second. Kaz is thick. No, I so, mean, out of all the dudes that I flirt with the loudspeaker, I think I feel like Wax would be the first one that I would yeah, smash. You know, let me tell you something. But let me, let me tell you something. I can't wait 
until the day after you fuck wax. <laughs> Why? Because everything is going to change. Everybody's life is going to change the day after wax? you fuck wax. Why? The day you're gonna have sex with wax, I already know this is gonna happen. You think this is gonna happen? I know it's going to happen. I don't think First so. First of all, let me tell y'all something about wax. Wax is People I, think I already fucked him. I, I People think I fucked Andrew. They think that's how we got on loudspeakers. Because you fucked Andrew? People have I've read that in you on the YouTube comments. I've never heard that. I know. But then I was talking about Charlemagne's wife because I think she's super hot, so they think I fucked Charlemagne. And they think I fucked everybody. Little do they know. I've been, a, this has been a slow hoe season, honestly. Slow What's the slow hoe season for you? I mean, let's see. It's August. I've had sex with one new person this year. Wow. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. What's a, what's a hyper hoe season? <sighs> what's, your, what's your most hyper season of hoeing that you've ever done? This one I was real broke. <laughs> the financials come back into it. Ooh, it did. Cause I was just like, I needed to go on vacation. Um, within like a year, I'm gonna say ten new bodies. Ten new bodies? That's not that bad. That's when I first. Was that's not that bad. What would you that? What that's three a quarter? Thank you. So like, that's not that bad. Like that's. It's yeah, not. I mean, that's not but you know, not bitches be saying they only fuck ten motherfuckers their whole life. Two and a half a quarter. Like two and a half a quarter. This is how it worked out. I was transitioning yeah. to move to New York. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I needed a lot of extra cash. And they, my my company. Wait. So we back to. The fucking for checks. Like, like we're, we're back to the fucking for checks. So I, this is how it went. It wasn't like exactly like an exchange of money, but mm-hmm. it was more so like, hey, I'm moving to New York mm-hmm. soon, you know, and there's no furniture in there yet. So, right. You know, you want to fuck this pussy, I need a couch. You need a couch. Mm-hmm. So who are the... Not pleather. Which, which, um, which group of guys are the best tricks? Which 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 like which which group of men age? So range, I'm not really what, like. What, what, what's the perfect trick? I'm not really one for like meeting dudes. Well, a lot of women meet girl, guys on Instagram. You know, like they slide in the DM stuff like that. I've never really fucked a blue check dude. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I have unknowingly, but I've found that white men in their late forties. That makes a lot of sense. And honestly, I've not had sex with them. I remember um, you remember you know who. My apartment, it's my most proudest pussy moment. My first apartment in New York um, was like 60 G's for mm-hmm. the year. He paid it all. This was before we fucked. I mean, wait. <laughs> he was that rich. <laughs> he paid $60,000. No lie. Are you trying to are you trying to say that are you trying to say that you have $60,000 pussy? I'm not saying I don't think it's worth that. <laughs> I'm not going to let you. <laughs> right. Put a dollar amount on it. But my friends were calling it uh, diamond pussy for life. Um, put a dollar amount on my vagina. I can't. You can't. I Is can't. it priceless or you yeah. know that it's. I'm a really good lover. Right. You know, like. So you I'm, feel like he, he the, the $60,000, it was worth it then? Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying. Okay. It has nothing to do with the fucking for money. It's, you know, it could be relationships or whatever. It's just that that age range of men. Right. Like, they meet women that are young and flourishing, you know, and, like, trying to work their way up the corporate ladder. Like, he just wanted to do it for me. No else, no else they're paying Opposed for? to some men, I want to say the entertainers, from mm-hmm. what I've heard from friends, like athletes and rappers, shit like that, they kind of feel like it has to be that exchange. Well, Whereas these older white men feel like they have to earn me. There's a difference between those guys, too. Okay. The difference between those guys and the older white guys, competition. So, like, anything that's competed for, this is why capitalism is supposed to drive prices down. Huh. Capitalism is supposed to drive prices down because the more competition there has, the market wins. The least amount of competition they has, the individual wins, right? I love so, my woke friends. So, so if, if you have a dude, right, think of all of these guys as dick capitalists. You know what I'm saying? 
So if you have like a, a NBA player, right? Okay. An NBA player. He is 28 years old. His face is everywhere. He can get to any club. He can buy any sort of champagne or whatever. His market is gigantic. Right. His market is huge. Huh. So what he's willing to. It's like the to, city you live in. What's yeah. your access to your pussy? His willingness to invest upon you is going to depend on your rarity, meaning probably some sort of celebrity or how many people want to fuck you or whatever like that, or his sort of boredom. But that other guy, the, uh, the, the, the white guy, he's willing to pay a premium price for the pussy. Yeah. Because no one's competing for him. When you, when you look at him and you, and you go, yo, I want to fuck him. He thinks, yo, I could never fuck her. Mm. What do I have to do Which to make crazy, this happen? Which is crazy, dude. Do you know what he said to me when what? it happened? I might have had sex with him once before. I'm not sure. But um, it wasn't like an ongoing thing. But he said to me, I didn't want it. I was like, you know what? This is too much. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't want to feel like he owned me in a sense. It felt like a little too much leverage. Right. And he said, I'll never get it. Honey, I make $50,000 a day. This is nothing, and it's not my first rodeo. Man. And I was like, well, shit, right. you bought a furniture. Right. So there it is, right there. So let me ask you this. What is it like when you start fucking with a dude and you find out, not that he's rich, but that he's broke? Hmm. It's happened to me. Actually, the last person I was- <laughs> You said that like it was such a, like, I've actually been through that. I have, and it's sad. Like, I've, I, I've, so I will tell you why it's mm-hmm. a hard moment. I was talking about this with Rory on the last show we had. Shout out to Once- Rory. Yeah, Rory's dope. Once mm-hmm. I got into a certain tax bracket myself, mm-hmm. then I had to kind of change my idea on that, right? What mm-hmm. is broke? Right. When I was broke, for some reason, I really didn't want a broke dude. Now I kind of don't care. Interesting. So it was, I, I can pay for dinners more. I can finance things on my own more. It's not that necessity of like needing to lean on a, I don't need a teammate as much. Right. I really don't. Hmm. Um, I could do what I want on my own. So now when I meet someone and I find out that, you know, let's say they got a roommate. It's New York or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad, but. <laughs> <laughs> when I find out he has a roommate, I mean, it's sad. <laughs> what the fuck is sad about having a roommate, nigga? What the fuck are you talking about? I feel it's really, sad. I feel like when such I find a cunt out, right now. Like, when I find out that he has a roommate, it's like, that's sad. Up. Like, it's disappointing to you find know out the kind of, You listen to the show. Sure. Do you think that I have sex that a roommate needs to hear? Do you think I want to hear someone saying, Yes, please, Daddy. Can I let my pussy come now? Like, right. are you fucking kidding me? But don't girls have like, like sort of, like an unwritten rule? Well, let me, hold on. Let me let me let me backtrack for a second. I'm fucking men 35 and up. That's, okay. That's like my. Thing. Oh, you thought his roommate? You don't want his roommate to hear? It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't you. really like the roommate thing. I, I I'm not really fucking young dudes. Mm-hmm. I haven't fucked someone under 30 in a long time. Really? So because of that, when I meet someone that's 35 and still mm-hmm. finding themselves, mm-hmm. yes, it's like I don't like that shit. So. I like uh, to learn from somebody. A horrible decision. You're pretty smart. Uh, I'm a very smart guy. Horrible, horrible decisions on the podcast. The thing that I love about it so much is that you guys, uh, it's it's unabashed, it's aggressive, but it's also very informative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also I learn a great deal from the podcast. I Thanks. learn a great deal from you guys' experiences. The question I want to ask you is, uh, because you guys are so brave and forthright about your sexual experiences and um, I guess sort of the hangups that society uh, has sexually. Question I have for you is, who do you think is more judgmental towards women based upon what they do sexually? Women or men? That's a hard question to ask because I'm not really sure. I've done it myself. You know, I'm not perfect. When I first started this show, I had a problem one day when Mandy called me promiscuous. It Mm -hmm. made me feel like, what? Am I? And here I am talking about eating a cream pie out of a bitch the day before. Jesus. I know. Wow. It was pretty nasty. Yeah. 
But no, the reason why there was no reaction in the room is because Jason and Maddie don't even know what that means. So like, you don't know what a cream they, pie when, is? When they when they Google <laughs> like when really? they when they Google that later, yeah, they're you going know to really be. Who the fuck doesn't know what No offense, yeah, like, why Maddie. Do you know Maddie? Do you know what a cream pie is? Maddie, yeah. could you on the mic describe to us what a cream no, pie is? Why? Because I'm just voluntarily not gonna do that for you. <laughs> Jason, Jason will do that for you. Jason, come, come, get on the mic and tell us what a cream pie is. I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you, you can come in the pussy or the ass, and when it starts to flow out after. Hey, Jason. Jason's my guy. Nasty ass nigga. Um. <laughs> anyway, so um. So I, I I will say this. Um, from my experience now that I've been you know, co-host of this show from feedback right. that I get about people calling me a whore and all of this shit. Mm-hmm. It is from women. It's from women. But dudes could be lying to me because they might be wanting to fuck me. Mm. A lot of men will hit me up and be like, I think you're so awesome and open and blah, blah, blah. But genuinely, do they really feel that way? Right. You know, do you really want to quote unquote wife a girl who is this verbal about her mm-hmm. sexual escapades? Probably not. But it is what it is. I feel like, you know, the show that we do when, um, when coming up with the title... I thought it was it would be ironic. I right. thought it would be funny. You know, I've been it's called a, great a whore. Title. I thank you. I've been called a whore walking down the street with my boyfriend because I had on a short dress. Mm-hmm. I've been called a whore for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like anytime somebody wants to use it, they fly that word out of their mouth. So what is a whore really? Right. So I wanted to use it because all right, let's talk about it's like whenever a bitch does nasty shit, she's a whore. Right. So let's talk about all these kinky things and just call them horrible decisions. You can do them with your man. You can do them by yourself. It's right. just I want women and people, mainly people of color, you know this, to mm-hmm. feel sexually liberated. Right. All of the sex podcasts I had heard in the past were for white people. Right. And every time I would do things, my friends would always tell me it was white people shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're doing what? You having threesomes? You putting letting motherfuckers put you on a leash? Like, that's white people shit. And it's right. like, no, it's not. Right. So why do you think that women, it, so I hear a lot that, uh, women would really like to be a lot more sexually liberated, but uh, there are constraints on them societally, right? Why do you think, if that's true, which I believe that it's true, um, why do you think women are so hard on other women when it comes to these issues? I think that uh, women think that other women can make them look bad or give them a bad name, especially mm-hmm. black women, right? Like someone that's told me I've used my platform and my voice to demean black women. Mm-hmm. Like when I had on a girl, um, did you hear the submissive episode? Sure. She had been, like, caned and whipped and stuff like that. She said that what I was doing was absolutely wrong and immoral for giving her this voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have picked a white girl to do this. Right. Like, but we do this, too. Right. And I think the problem is that women assume if someone else talks like this, they make us look bad. Right. You know, they're giving us this light, like, we're all this way. And then if I don't do it, I'm a square. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know why we have to hold each other accountable for our other shit. Like, it, it, if you like your own thing, then you're in your own lane. That has nothing to do with me. I just want to give the voice so that other girls will feel comfortable enough to say that they enjoy these things, too. Right. Because you can ask for these things from men. People assume that by asking someone to slap me or choke me, that I'm having them disrespect me. But mm-hmm. how? If I'm the one who wanted it. Right. And that's the thing with submission and sex. Women can have control in it. You don't have to wait for men to do something nasty for you to then enjoy it. You're allowed to ask for these things. A lot of girls tell me, too. If I ask a dude to do these things, he's going to think I'm a hoe. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to break that stereotype down. You can enjoy sex and not be a slut. Right. That's very true. I I think that the the thing that kind of, the hard thing about that is that for some reason, um, at least I'm going to speak from where I'm from, men have a certain hang up about the purity of the women that they're with. Absolutely. They want to believe that she's never been touched, that she's never done anything. I remember... uh, 
<laughs> I remember I was riding in the car with one of my homeboys. I'm not gonna mention his name, although I should, because it's one of the funniest moments of my life. And we were talking about, he was talking, she, we were talking about some guys around campus, and he was his him and his girlfriend in the front seat. I was in the back seat, and my homeboy said, "Yo, them niggas is ugly." And then his his uh his girl went, "Nah, those those guys are they're cute. They're sexy guys. Like you can't say that they're ugly." And he stopped the car. He said, "What you mean they sexy? Like you want to fuck these niggas? You been fucking niggas like that?" <laughs> and I and I and I remember I said, "You know, she did fuck somebody before." She got with you. I don't want to think about that shit. And I never understood why. What does it do for you to make you feel like your woman is the you're the only you person know what? that's ever Not touched to her. call you out, but when you proposed to Toya, one of the things that you were saying to me, and I don't know if you remember it, you were like, yo, I have a good woman. Like, can't nobody out here really say they do money. You said that to me. And I wonder. <laughs> you look, you look at, you, I can't you remember look, this conversation. You, you, like, you did. We were out. We were having drinks, and okay. you were saying like nobody out here could say they had your girl, or some shit like that. And I wondered, thinking just as cool and as chill as you are, I and as much as I respect you and love you, I remember thinking like, well, niggas could say they fuck me. Mm. <laughs> so what am if, I gonna have? I'll ask you, bro. What is it about that that you feel like? feeling like no one can say that they fucked your girl like is that a thing yeah you know as a guy that, that's the ultimate diss when a guy when another guy can say i fucked your lady there's no coming back from that there's no like <laughs> why though you gotta fight you gotta fight at that point you gotta fight <laughs> but, 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 but look this is a good i just thought about it right now no, like, no, no, first, first of all it is i'm not about to deny that what he's saying is god that's the most thing to say. by the way i'm not about to deny that it hurts right it does hurt but the question is why we know that they fucked before they no, got you're right. with us. You're right. We know, like, I'm, I, like the thing is, it's, it's, like, all, it's all of our ego. It's, it's male. Just, the, it's the male ego is ego. a fragile, the female and too. dangerous. How thing. do you think it feels to say, "Oh, I fucked your man"? That would fucking kill me, right? But uh, see, uh, fuck, see, wait, 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 that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I've been listening. But I, that's different though, because Leonardo <laughs> yeah. DiCaprio and all these guys they continue to slay, and, yeah, every, and uh, I feel like the fact that they've been with so many women is actually an aphrodisiac to other women. I feel like other women are like attracted to the fact that these dudes. Uh, What's, uh, Iman Shumpert said that actually on Tiger. Breakfast Club. He said like, "Show on the lame, show on nobody that ain't been with nobody before." Um, talking about Tiana, like right. they want somebody that's popping. I don't know. I mean, to me, I'm starting to be more attracted to the square dude, and I only think it's because mm -hmm. now that I've been in this podcast realm, so to speak, like mm -hmm. I just realized like these popping dudes ain't that great. You know, mm. like I want someone that's a little more down to earth. I want someone that's a little more intellectual. And I find that we get very jaded, mm -hmm. you know, being on this kind of scene. And so right. that can only lead me to have the same idea about athletes and rappers and all those people in that spotlight. Mm. Dude, fucking someone with less than 500 followers is like my jam. 500 followers? That's what I want. 500 and down, I'm giving you the pussy. If you, if you got less than 500 followers, you need to delete your fucking Instagram. You don't though, because yeah. that means you're, you know, I have another Instagram with like 100 followers. Oh, do you? Yeah. You got a secret Instagram? I have a Finsta. Oh, that's where you be DMing all of these weird niggas to Cut get the checks out. and shit like that. Okay, that's where you hit Kaz up and be like, oh, daddy, you thick. I can't believe you called my nigga thick. I didn't call him thick. He you has... said Kaz is thick. You like him because he's thick. What did I say to you the other day when you said a girl called you big and thick? Oh, <laughs> by the way, that did happen. Um, no, it wasn't a girl. Oh. No, it wasn't a girl. That wasn't a girl. It wasn't a girl that called me big and thick. Were they like trying to holler at you? Was they nah, like, Who you big it was and weird. Thick? It was like a meeting for a show, and it goes, "Oh, dude, you're a bigger guy than I think." Listen, a big, thick dude. I'm like, "Yo, fam, dude, did you just call me big and thick? What, what is wrong with you?" <laughs> but you are big and far. Like, big is not always. See, like that's a term that people take wrong. I was once 360 pounds. I know. You can't call me big, without but you're me tall. Crying in the corner. I don't want to be big. 
Mm. I want to be petite. That's why you was a square. If you look like this, you'd have been a hoe. Uh, shut up. Um, so 360, though, yeah, I lost a bunch of weight. Wow. Question for you. A lot of the, 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 the conversations you guys have on Horrible Decisions are about our sexual limits and, I guess, taboos and stuff like that. Yeah. Y'all talk about a lot of shit that, let's face it, a nigga would never really do. Mm-hmm. One thing that Mandy always brings up. Let's start with a P. Is pegging people. If you guys don't know what pegging is. Jason, do you know what pegging is? Yo, it's so funny you mentioned. I literally had this conversation, like, Right Jason before it happened? Fucking freak. Just, Jason, no, get on the I mic. Jason, get on the mic and explain to people, Jason, the people at home, what pegging is. I, oh my just, God. I, was, I thought this was the funniest thing ever. Jason, thought it was the funniest thing it. when you was asking a girl to peg you. Just get on the no. mic. What happened is, can I at least give the context? No, no, no. no, no. I need the story. It's when a girl puts on a strap on and fucks a guy in the ass. Now, why would Jason know what that is? He doesn't listen to your podcast. <laughs> so, white boy, white boy <laughs> shit, white boy shit. That's he doesn't listen to your shit, podcast. Dude, that's so funny. It's, yeah, it's so roommate. funny because I got fucked in my ass a couple of nights ago. That's <laughs> what dude. Did you spit on it first? That's so fucking funny, dude. Because like, it's crazy. Well, how much money? I just got my ass busted. How much money would it take to get paid? And I literally turned around and said, "What the fuck is pegging?" We just sure. called playing and Fortnite. It. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, Jason got pegged. Oh, I know what the name of this podcast is going to be. Jason, but have you ever? Have Jason you, got pegged. Have you ever had your ass licked? No, I have not. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jason, that's a lie. Um, I'm that's, that's, that's not. That's not even not even freaky lie. anymore. Come on, man. It's 2018. But Jason's a little bit. Hundred thousand dollars to get pegged. Uh, hundred thousand dollars. dollars, and you'll get pegged. Yeah, by a hot girl, sure. Why not? Wait, get back on the mic. Come here, Jason. Jason, come sit down. Why does it matter if it's a hot girl? Jason, Jason, come sit down. Why does it matter? Why does it matter if it's a hot girl? It doesn't matter. You got something in your ass. Sit down on the couch, Jason. Jason, sit down on the couch. $100,000 is a lot of money. So you're saying $100,000 you'll get paid. We're about to do a cultural test right now. $100,000 you'll get paid. Homie, how much you getting paid for? How much is it going to cost you to get paid? I can't even know. Like, not give me a dollar amount. Yeah, a dollar amount. Give me a dollar amount. Twenty million dollars. You would do it. I got to change. It's your wife. It's your wife. It's your wife. It's your wife. It's your wife who's pegging you. Oh, the, the twenty twenty. What what goes into this is that I need to. <laughs> what goes into it is a dick to, goes in your ass. <laughs> I, 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 I walked into it. A fake dick. It's a dick. It doesn't matter if it's fake or not. Of course it matters. Hold on, no, it's different. It's shaped like a cylinder. It's not shaped like a dick. See, that's too much. Because it's just for penetration. It's just for the prostrate. That makes it easier for me. He's at 5,000 now. (laughs) You're at 5,000? We just dropped that 5,000%. I don't have 5,000 bucks, Jason, but. Alright, so so, do you have a number? Not often. He's not getting picked. So here's the deal. The difference is. The difference is. You ask a white dude this question, these questions, and they go, "Fuck, dude, show me a hundred, show beer. me a thousand dollars right now. <laughs> you can peg this ass, right? <laughs> uh, show me." But uh, yeah. black dude's like, "Yo, you ain't fucking me in my ass, man." How much did it take you to get? I'm, I'm never, ever, ever getting fucked in my ass. Hold on, Vance, have you, you been licked an ass? Yes. Have you ever had a finger? No. Why not? I haven't had a finger. Would you mind a finger? It probably wouldn't bother me that much. I mean, it's just a little wider. Nah, man, because you got like it's a different it, like it's it's a difference. I like the finger thing. I can I can I can think that that might not be that bad, right? But there, it's so strange though. But the finger, like I think we had Loki on and he admitted it. I keep calling him Thumbelina because she says she popped a thumb in there. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, like a lot of dudes have talked about fingers. Charlotte talked about finger when I asked about it. A finger is not a big. But it's you, the same shape. Nah, man. It's just skinnier. Uh, uh, like nah, man. It's when you like, get when you getting pegged. Nigga hitting it from you the don't back. have to be fucked so from the like, back. The chick is hitting it from the back. So I, I have <laughs> only like, pegged like tw- two or three times, and you, you've actually pegged someone before. Yes. Damn. Why is this so wild? Yeah, you guys with under five hundred followers are huh? wild. That's news to me. 
Yeah, he didn't know. Now he don't want to ride back. I'm the homeboy for 10 years. Yeah, homeboy for 10 years. Now he don't want to ride back with you. Dude, because when we catch up, I'm like telling you about some random shit. Not dudes I fucked in the ass. So you know what I'm. So let me ask you, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shit. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So on the topic of the pegging mm-hmm. or any of these limits, are there for you? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that would be a taboo to a lot of guys. Yeah. Are there anything, any things that a guy could be down for that are off limits for you? Not for you personally. Like he would want you to do that. You're like, yo, that's want too me much. to do? Yeah. Um. I'm not into like scat or like water sports, which is like peeing and shit. That's right. I'm not really into that. However, um, I do have someone I talked about on the podcast, Loverboy. I dated him for quite some time, and he wanted me to squirt, and I was like, I feel like it's gonna be pee, and he was like, Yeah, I know. You want so you pissed on him? <laughs> no, I didn't. I couldn't get it out because I couldn't wrap my mind around it. But that's mm-hmm. one thing that kind of like mm-hmm. desensitized me. Right. We've had doctors on. They've right. talked about how squirting is urine. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I could pee on somebody if they wanted me to. Right. But it would have to be like a nice little, like a quick piss. I don't know if I could just like stand over and like. Spiss, piss in his face and stuff you know, like that? I couldn't, you it, it couldn't do, I don't want him to like drink it and stuff. That's weird. Jesus Christ, um, disturbing. I'm not really into, I'm not into race play at all. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm I'm pretty open. Pretty There's open. one thing that's kind of basic you right. would think that I can't handle. Right. There's a dude that wanted to wear my panties, <laughs> and I <laughs> I couldn't. As random as it sounds, <laughs> I was oh, like, was it Jason? <laughs> before I pegged him. Before you pegged him. Yeah, so, but it's right. But you couldn't do that. Tell me why why that was a thing. So like, I'm not one for role play at all. Interesting. Like, I can't really, like, get in too much into, like, I like talking, but, like, I can't do, like, too much of costume and shit. So knowing that he wanted to put on my clothes and stuff, I just felt like I would kind of laugh about it. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with the masculinity thing or anything like that. It just kind of, like, I felt like I was getting into weirder shit, and it just, I wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. Question for you, because this this has been a hot-button subject since I was in the seventh grade. Let's say you walked into a room and you saw a guy that you were with sucking his own dick. Oh, I think that's just curiosity. Have you ever tasted yourself? No. Have you ever tasted yourself on accident? Like someone kissed you after? No. Like, like, like. Why? No. This is the question. The no. question I'm asking because guys, well, I remember having a conversation in seventh grade uh, where the question was, if you could suck your own dick, would you do it? <laughs> And there's a question we he's laughing because we've Who all asked this, we've all asked yeah. this question of ourselves before. Now we already know that Jason. Would not only suck his own dick, but other dicks. If <laughs> and um, get pegged in the meantime. And, and get pegged in the meantime. Playing so, Fortnite. So the, 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 playing for, so the question, like Jason, he's, he's getting red now. Right, right. So the question, the, the question is like. Is, are you about to say is that gay? I'm not asking is that gay. What would you, I mean, if it's gay or not. It's, like, it's gay definitely is not, not a, gay. Gay is not a good or bad word. You jerk if, your own dick off. If you, it's different. It's not. Yeah, relax. It's if you different. could suck your own dick, are you telling me you wouldn't? Are you kidding me? I don't think I could ever have a dick. Get out of here, bro. Are you bro. serious? It's your dick. Would you I, do it? Absolutely not. What the kind of stupid question is that? I don't you think jerk I, off. Jerking off and giving yourself a blowjob are two separate things. This is not. You're just giving yourself pleasure. You guys have way too much of a complex. This is a homosexual Maybe. Yo, complex. Maybe. It's actually not homosexual. No, it's, listen, listen, listen. This, this, is why, this is what I will. It is. This is what I will oh, cop to. This is what I will cop to. Wild Cop 2 is Man, that, if a titty falls out, can you edit it? I got you. I have my, this, my straps keep coming. Right. This, 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 is, this is what I will cop to. I will cop to that I have, from being raised by my father, all of these hangups, right? And my dad put them there. Yeah. My dad used to say things that were wildly homophobic, right? Wildly homophobic, but that 
sticking the crawl in my mind. And I have to confront these things in order to be try to become a better person, right? So whereas I don't have any um, sort of issues with anybody's lifestyle, as a matter of fact, I enjoy people seeing themselves uh, living out loud and living free and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, me too. It's that's something. Just, it's, it, it does my heart well. You know why? Because we are a part of a marginalized group. Mm-hmm. And you know, and this is the crazy thing about when I hear black men get homophobic. I'm like, bro, it is this what we're doing, how we're calling people gay, using the F word, like how we've treated people. How could we do this? How? There's an answer to that question. What is it? The answer is if a, a, a lot of a lot of minority groups and um, uh, even like uh, not not just minority groups, but people that live in rural areas and stuff like that, honor culture goes way up, right? So uh, if you go to the Appalachians and you walk down a hallway and you lock eyes with someone, the guy that you lock eyes with is going to try to fight you if you're a man. The reason being is because because there's not much else for him, because there's not a lot of economic opportunity, there's not a lot of social opportunity his manhood and how he views himself is the only thing that he has Mm. and so uh like the whole thing that bernie mac used to do like you got seven degrees you got this you got that you got this uh but can you whoop my ass remember he used to do that in his routine so what happens is because we view manhood um in a lot of our cultures some of them not all of them as the ability to, to get women to have women to essentially be heterosexual uh, we overvalue it, right? And so the reason why we don't sort of uh, um, uh, tolerate homosexuality is because we think it's not manly and manhood is all we have. Mm. So all of these other rules that we've put um, in our societies, and this is not always true, but all of these other rules we put, they're not just rules about, like, sex. Some of them are other stupid rules, like stop snitching. That's a stupid rule. Like it's a dumbass stu- rule. It's a, it's a stupid thing not to report crime, right? Now, if you do a crime with someone and then you rat them out, you're just a rat. But if something happens on your block and people were victimized, it's a stupid idea not to excise crime out of your neighborhood. Yeah. But it's seen as a weak thing to do. And the one thing you can't do in a lot of these communities is show any weakness. And so homosexuality for whatever reason is a weakness right it's viewed as a weakness and that is what it it comes to us learning being super mask in our neighborhoods and homosexual that's why I love Moonlight you love Moonlight I love Moonlight it's a beautiful movie first of all I'm from Florida so it already felt very close to home right but not only that but like I know a lot of gay dudes that just like that Mm. And, and you know they can't share it they can't express it and it's like just feeling like their manhood and their respect would be taken away from them because they're in love with somebody that's the same gender mm-hmm. it's fucking disgusting to me mm-hmm. by the way I know a lot of gay dudes back in Baton Rouge that'll bust your motherfucking ass shit what? big freedom so, bust all right. <laughs> so 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 if, bust if, you if, down and peg you and so, and so <laughs> and, 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 Jason paid the shit out so and cream pie anyone in, anyone in cream pie <laughs> <laughs> Getting pegged and pegged. Um, so anyone thinking that there's some sort of some sort of inherent weakness um, it, in in being gay, you just wrong. But it's our fault. That's why actually one of my gay friends told me in in, uh, in college I was always being like that shit gay as fuck. Even though I mean I eat pussy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And he was like, listen, I don't know if you realize this. This was only a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. He's like, that shit is hurtful as fuck. You can't say that. It's making it. Like being gay is wrong and being mm-hmm. gay is soft. You you realize you can't do this. You know what the sad thing is? You know who taught me that? Who? Yeezy taught me. 
fucking bitch. It's the, that the saddest. Did you thing hear me and Cass arguing about you? I did. I was really upset with Cass. The saddest thing is what we lost when we lost our bro- when our brother lost his mind because the first person I ever heard go, "Yo, stop using gay to be negative." Was Kanye West? The first person that said gay is like the opposite of hip hop, and he said it. And even in saying it, and this wasn't like two or three years ago when it was cool. When when uh, Prop A was getting popping and everybody was like um, on that issue and stuff like that, this was 2005 mm. before anyone was talking about that. But it's a very important thing not to use uh, those words in a negative context. A lot of people say like, you can't use pussy, and you know, is you it? Shouldn't. You shouldn't. It's yeah. hard. I'm just a ghetto ass. So but know. but the, the, the <laughs> thing is, once again, just like the N word. Hopefully, there's a time um, where we uh, where we don't use these words in, yeah. in the way that we use them, but they, they they got here the way they got here. I gotta, go ahead, you gonna say something? I'm sorry. No. I was about to, I'm gonna switch gears. Okay, switch. What is the future of horrible decisions? And I'll tell you why I'm asking. It's because you guys have a brilliant, necessary podcast where it's two- It's very necessary. Uh, it is, where two uh, insanely intuitive and strong women talk about uh, Issues of sexual congress every single day or every single week. And it's something that's very important to breaking taboo, taboos that we have. And it's something that's very important, I think, to increasing sexual health. And based upon some things that have happened just recently. I can't believe you, bro. The future of the podcast I can't believe you. is threatened. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. This is a comedy podcast that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people forget that because it can be very informative. We're not comedians, but we make sex fun. Sex is funny, yeah. right? We get condoms stuck in our pussies. We fart during sex. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. What I've come to realize over the last few days is Horrible Decisions is a brand mm-hmm. more than it is me and Mandy. Mm-hmm. And m- maybe one day me and Mandy won't be able to do this. Her- Mandy works for a top four finance firm. Mm-hmm. I work for a top ten tech firm. Mm-hmm. Let's say, for God forbid, one day we don't have the time for Horrible Decisions. Right. It can't die. You know, we own this name. We have this podcast. I really don't see it dying. Mm-hmm. It may, it, it could evolve into something later. But as of right now, we're not going anywhere. Everything mm-hmm. is fine. Shit happens. Bitches are guys, argue. Are you guys going to work it out on the podcast? Um, Chris wants us to do a mediation. Chris Murrow, shout out. He does want us to do a mediation. Um, I'll be honest. I'm doing it because um, I feel like M- Mandy is the one who's been upset. So I'll go uh, what, along whatever she wants to do, whatever makes her feel comfortable. I don't feel like I haven't felt like from the beginning people should be. I'm I'm gonna call you on the phone first. That's right. just the way I roll. I'm not gonna go on Twitter. I'm not gonna go on Instagram. I don't want to let anyone know what's going on in our inside. Just like a, a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't run to Twitter to talk about how my nigga ain't shit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call him and tell him. Right. So if she wants to do it this way and this makes her feel comfortable, absolutely, I'm 100% for it. Okay. She wants to call me and talk about it, I'm 100% for that, too. So just so the, li- the listeners of the Red Pill know, this guy... Hi, <sighs> bro. Did, I don't, was, I did you tell her you are going to talk about this? I did. Just so the so listeners... Different. I told Chris, too. Just so the listeners of the Red Pill know, uh, Flagrant 2, which is a, 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 a brother podcast, uh, Wheezy was on there, and there was a joke that was made so about a podcast partner. Um, and can you let's revamp, let's circle back and okay. see. This is where you got it wrong. Okay, I'm gonna tell the story. Tell the story, Alex, who is the cameraman for Flagrant 2, Brilliant mm-hmm. Idiots, a few other loudspeaker shit. He was our cameraman as well. Me and Alex are super close. We go to gym together, we're friends. Everyone thinks I'm fucking Alex, right? Alex and Kaz think I'm fucking Alex. Mm-hmm. Kaz makes a comment that he knows I'm fucking him, and Alex 
I mean, Andrew tries to play a joke on me to see my reaction and if I'm really into Alex. Right. And he goes, you know how I didn't know? How I know they didn't fuck? Mm -hmm. It's because Alex fucked Mandy. Right. If you see my face, I really believed it. Alex was going along with it. Andrew was going along with it. I guess what they wanted to do was see if I was really into this nigga. Right. So to now, trying to make you jealous. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wasn't jealous, but I was hurt because I couldn't believe we hung out all this time and he wouldn't tell me, which right. would make him a stand-up guy. Right. But I was pissed. Right. I was like, you fucking kidding me. Right. I was so mad. Um, actually, all up until the last two seconds of that episode, mm -hmm. that's when I said, did you really fuck Mandy? He said, no. I did not know that whole time. Mm -hmm. Um... The only thing that happened that I felt was inappropriate was them making a joke about her weight, which is when I said something. Yeah. But I I don't know what everybody wanted me to do. Like, well, this is this, this is, is a prank on me. This this is this is my thing. Okay. For everyone that was involved and all of those people I fuck with, uh, I know I don't know Akash as well as everyone else, but Kaz is my guy. Andrew is obviously my guy. Yeah. I'm to be understood, and I'm just gonna ask you this question in the broader scheme of things because sure. Both of y'all, I fuck with both of y'all. And I don't want to see the podcast in. Me neither. Okay. So um, what I would say is, it's my understanding that once she was called and asked about it, she didn't want her name being joked around about. Right. Okay. At that point, I feel like her name should have come out. So I'm, I'm going to say this one thing. Um, and I actually called Mandy the day before I thought she was going on flagrant because I see that. Well, she never called me. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't. I, w I was upset. We went back and forth because I saw her go to Twitter first, which made me very upset. Sure. Um, when it happens, people do crazy things when they're emotional and shit. Sure. Yeah. Um, I said to her, if it matters, and I think you may need to hear this because it seems like your anger with me is that I didn't come to your defense. Mm -hmm. The second that show was over, I asked Andrew to take things out. There was something that was taken out of it. Mm -hmm. I asked him to remove some things because I knew Mandy would be upset. Right. Um, Alex didn't do edit everything. I even asked them. There was something I said, something identifiable about the pegging guy. Mm -hmm. I asked Alex to take it out. He said, you have to ask Andrew first. Mm -hmm. So I don't have control over what kind of editing was done. Right. Um, the problem, I guess, that Twitter, whoever thinks, mind you, most people seem to think that there was an overreaction. Right. But for Mandy, I think, your, I think your choir thinks one thing and her choir thinks another thing. Well, I tried to find the regular choir and it was. What do you find the regular choir? I was, so I thought, okay, let me go to the YouTube. The page. flagrant two because, fans, right? They're definitely not gonna fucking side with her. Be keep it keep it a book. The okay. flagrant two fans are shout out to the asshole army. They don't give a fuck about anything. So <laughs> this is what I, I, honestly right. Mandy normally doesn't give a fuck about anything either. Right. So I was very shocked at her reaction. And frankly, I think I would have been more empathetic if she would have spoken to me first. Mm. But I think where I felt really hurt was like, me and Mandy already argue all the time. Sure. I felt like all that energy was for me just because she wanted to be mad at me. I was very mm. shocked that like something, I, there was nothing I said about her, mm -hmm. but she was the most mad at me. And I understand we're business partners, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it was a prank on me. It wasn't true. He said it wasn't true. So right. like, I just kind of felt like, why are we doing this whole charade, making yeah. everyone involved, telling our listeners there might not be a show? It was just such an overabundance of things. And I, frankly, if I would have known that she would have been that hurt, mm -hmm. because she knew she didn't, she didn't hear it, right? Right. I, I would have pushed for it to be taken out more. Right. But I just really felt like, as two women that have a comedy podcast, two women that talk about sex so openly, she would have been chill. Um, one of the things that she said she was upset, which I totally understand, is the uh, the notion that she fucked for free video. That she fucked for free video. Which, I, which was the crazy thing about it, because I thought what she would have been most angry with was 
me saying it wasn't true mm-hmm. and wish I didn't know it was true or not. Right. But like, I felt like, bro, of course nobody thinks you fucked a video. Like, I, I felt like that was the biggest joke of it all. Mm. But um, I don't know. So I'll step in with a question here. How important is it to you? And this is something that went through my mind when I was when this whole thing was unfolding. How important is it to you to not have a podcast that centers around or anything that centers around female empowerment sort of been done in by a situation involving the guy's sense of humor? Because like this is what I mean is I seen I've seen a lot of times. What part of the joke? Like. The joke, the joke ended up, I get, I get, here's the thing. This is another thing with me. I'm removed. No emotions, right? Mm-hmm. I get everything. I get it all. Me too. I get that it was just a joke. And I get why she's hurt now. I get why she's upset. Yeah. I get it all. What I kind of don't get is, and when I think, when I think that a lot of sisters can, women period, don't ever let these niggas break you up. Don't ever let sure. a situation between dudes. That's what or made me so shocked room, about her reaction. Don't ever let these niggas break you up. Don't I was ever... I was shocked. You know, to to be online guys, and have people that. then tell me that yeah. Mandy's talking about she doesn't know if she's leaving. I'm like, why do I hear the second? And I'm the quote unquote emo ho. Right. I was shocked that I wasn't called first if there was that many emotions behind it. How about this? So y'all, I so I'll get the fuck over it so we can keep having these. I'm podcasts, over it, man. Hear me, I'm over. Y'all it. get the fuck over. I'm man. over. Seriously, it. like I I don't like I'm. I've been on the phone. Y'all get over it so we can have Man, if I could tell you, I really could give less of a shit. The only thing that's important to me is obviously how Mandy feels, Mm -hmm. but she's just made it very hard for me to care because Mm -hmm. she's just been so out loud on social media. I would have wanted Mandy to call me. I called her two or three times. I text her every single day, like, can you call me? Can we talk? When are we going to talk? Went on Instagram and asked her to call me. Like, I know a way that y'all can can bond again and get over it. How? If y'all run a train on Jason. <laughs> Peggy, Actually, Peggy, like y'all, Peggy. If y'all, y'all want to train on Jason, Mandy doesn't like white dudes. One in the front, one in the back. She can do Jeez. it back again. And then y'all switch it up. It's only 50k each. Y'all, y'all, y'all this run. Is honestly, a great proposition. If y'all run a train, I'm saying, I'm telling you right now, what y'all need to do, what y'all need to He's do, is y'all need to, y'all need to abuse a fucking white boy. That will breach Jeez. it. That will bring y'all back together, man. And we got to do the what's it called, the Eiffel Tower? The Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Eiffel Tower. If y'all peg the fuck out of Jason, look, Jason over there. Thinking he about can, it? Yeah, of course you are. I know you freak bastard. <laughs> of course you are. I'm thinking about. You make it sound like I'm the freak. Like you look at all the same shit I've seen. I mean, I don't look at the pagan video. But I, I look, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I, listen I here's out. the deal. I've I've found out. I found some porn that I didn't know that I was into. And we can talk Which one? about this. That's dangerous. Mine's so there's a, there's a couple of different porn. Wait, porn. should we circle back to your question so we could drop it? Because oh, I would love for it to be over. The female okay. empowerment thing with sure. the male jokes. Yeah. I want to say that I can't be... The, I'm a self-proclaimed feminist, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's nothing I wouldn't do for women. Um, but we contradict ourselves a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. Mandy and I both work in corporate America, and we all also talk about niggas and getting us free dinners and shit like that. So, like, it could be used on either end of the sword. Sure. Our show isn't perfect. I don't want to say that everything we do is or that we represent women in any way. We just genuinely try to be ourselves. We're not celebs. Right. We're not... I mean, we're just quote-unquote no more girls yeah. that love sex too yeah. so the male jokes like that i feel like our banter is frankly the same about dudes mm-hmm. so i understand when it's given back and forth and in that moment from the bottom of my heart i didn't feel like andrew was doing it with malice towards her so the intent i guess behind it made me so confused about her anger right. like it was a prank about me mm-hmm. you know the only using her as the weapon though yes right and the only thing 
I felt like was wrong was the weight thing, what, which is why I said something. Mm-hmm. Mandy's been working super hard on her body, is proud of her body. She I thought great. it was, I thought it was wrong to diminish it by saying someone fucked a weight off. I thought that was shitty. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no. Now here's the other thing. Mandy and I aren't friends. We are business partners. My silence, for to, to some people, was what made it wrong. But I haven't liked things that she insinuated about me on another podcast either. So in that moment, I kind of was just like, mm. fuck it. And maybe that's my own neuroses in that sense. You know, I'm on the show. I feel like sometimes I'm joked about a lot, which is fine. I take it, you know. Mm. I'm, I'm teased more. I'm the one who fucks the white dudes. I'm the one who's always crying. So I just kind of felt like, whatever. If I can be joked Dish about. Dish it out. You can take it. I really was shocked at her reaction. I really mm. was. Even on Twitter, she's been saying, you know, y'all get so offended. Y'all are so sensitive days later. And I'm like, what? Right. So I guess it's just like, when when is when is it good enough? I don't know. The girl, the there's something that used to happen that I used to always kind of it get fascinated by this. Pool parties when I was in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Some girl always gets pushed in the pool, right? Some girl always gets pushed in the pool. The girl that gets pushed into the pool, okay, even though we're all joking and having fun, when she gets out of the pool and she looks around, and she sees the entire party laughing at her. She's not even that upset about what happened. Right. She's upset about what the reaction that. But she here's sees. the thing, Van. The because, reaction because was not that energy towards her. That was one of the smaller parts not, of the show. I know, but she's not a part of it. Absolutely. You know so that, that's all I'm saying. So but, when you're not a, when you're not in on the joke, when you're not sure. in on the joke, you're like, "Fuck, they're and all I'm not laughing saying, at me." Right, right, but she feels like they were laughing at her. You were there, so you have better context. I feel what you say. Honestly, in my opinion, I felt like they were laughing. They at were you. dragging me. They're right. dragging yeah, me through yeah, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I get it. I get All it. of the jokes were about me. Right. So, so you know what this is? It's just like this is a textbook misunderstanding. So right. Just fucking move. Why don't on. you do the mediation? I, I offered. I offered. I just. I just offered. I said. I, I said, Chris. I said, you know, I'll do it. This is a textbook. Dan, you are welcome to stay at my place. You and your big thick self. Don't. Don't fucking call me thick. I have a queen size bed and a strap on by the night. See what I'm saying, Jason? Um, but so listen. Honestly, so. I feel like a friend of the show, and and you're a friend of Mandy and myself, and seemed very unbiased. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be better than having some lady in there who we both just like. All right. I get it, but listen. What I the, the more important thing, what I've said is y'all are making something dope, and everybody realizes that it's dope. Do you know I got recognized at the airport here? Do you know what word? See, I'm f list celebrity, bro. What you getting recognized in L. A. That's this, the home. Do you know of what the dude said to me? What'd this is how you know they're dragging me. What I'm in the airport texting. He said, "Yo, are you easy?" I said, "Yeah," and he was like, "Who you texting, Alex? You let your man know you landed?" Oh. Yes, man. Shout out to Alex. I don't even know Alex, but Alex is his name has been ringing out. Oh, Alex was like, please make sure Van knows I'm not trash. <laughs> Alex is everyone that says good things about him, but but you know I don't I listen. I don't know. Listen. I mean, look, it was an awful day. The one thing that I hope for with this mediation is like, I don't want because she's so angry at me. I don't want it to feel like a lot of energy of just like back and forth. I would love for it to just be over. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want Mandy to leave. You know, right. she said she was going to leave. Here's my thing. And the only reason I said, okay, well, then go. Because right. I'm the type of person where you, like, if you taunt me with something, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like an ex-boyfriend. Look, I'm, I got a lot of PTSD from fuck niggas. Right. You sitting here telling me if you do this, I'm going to leave. If you do this, I'm going to leave. Okay, then go. Yeah. 
You know, it's not like I genuinely want her to go. Of course, we are stronger as a duo. Right. Don't matter who like who more. Don't matter nothing. Who sides with who more. We are stronger as a duo, period. It's very rare that something works, man. Uh, yes. It's so rare that something works, Bro, man. you think I knew this? Me and Mandy have had beef in 10 years of friendship. It's you thought so, it's, it's so very unresolved, right? We fought right. back and forth. Do you think I knew this would happen when I called her about right. this? Ain't no way. I never thought for a second I'd be in a TMZ studio. Nigga. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's rare. Just because when of horrible works. decisions, you know. Yeah, so, so, so I hope it works out. You know, if it doesn't, I, I, I wish her nothing but the best. Mandy's starting another show. Nah, ain't no wishing, ain't no wishing nothing but the best. No, because you know, Mandy's starting. She's gonna start some new things, and I, I want those things to go amazing. I want Mandy to win, whether mm. she wants to be on the team with me or not. Right. Like, there's nothing that I don't want for Mandy to have in her life. I want everything. Horrible decisions. If she stays, I'd be happy for it. And if she didn't, I would spend every episode. Been, Till whenever, saying if you miss Mandy, this is where she is, and give him every fucking link. Hmm. Let's talk about my weird porn and see if it's actually weird. Okay, I'll tell you my nasty ones. What? Are, you go first. One of them is so crazy, I can't. I've never said it. What are you gonna say? So one is Bukaki. I'm obsessed with Bukaki. Yeah, Bukaki is like disgusting. I've been watching a lot of T girls. Um, Trans. Mm-hmm. Wow, Wheezy. Jerking Shh. off or getting fucked and coming on themselves. Oh my God! What what oh reality am I in? Is this gonna be the clip that you use for no, promo? I might. Um, why? Like, what what's 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 with what's with that? So, <laughs> <laughs> how did you? I always wonder, cause I know how my porn sort of proclivities get to where they go. I always know the the fucking. I know the evolution. How do you get to the T girls? How does it start? Where does it start? You know what? This is the problem with porn. You get down in that rabbit hole and you've already found everything you can find in your genre Just that you just start looking at other shit. So here's how it started happening. Um, I matched with a trans girl on Tinder because um, I have women selected and she ended up telling me a few uh, conversations in. Mm -hmm. And I immediately was like, can I do this? Mm -hmm. So then I started watching it. And then I started liking it. Right. And Trans I, girl with a penis. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, pre-op. Um, and some of them love their penis, right? Like, mm -hmm. they, they like it. Um, has breasts, uh, the, the, the woman has breasts as well? Yeah. Yes. I like trans girls that can pass, and I don't mean that in an insulting way if that's triggering for anyone, but um, a lot of trans women are taking, you know, uh, estrogen to, like, really change their bodies. Some are kind of just, like, whatever about mm -hmm. it. Um, like a big Frida. Is she even trans? Like, we could say it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this girl, I'll show you a picture of her. She's super hot. I had no idea. And it started making me watch the porn. And then after that, I just was into it. I never met up with her, never had sex with her, but I, I just liked but that watching got, it. That got you on because you Maybe were Maybe it's because I like tits and dick too. You were doing case a case study. Let me see. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I would look at this picture and automatically know that this was a. a, a, a That's a, the one that let me know. But right. the other pictures of her just like chilling and having fun at the gym, I couldn't tell. Right. Okay. Shut the fuck up, AJ. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, you know, we're, we're, listen, we're look, having what's called a conversation. Ain't nobody so, asked you to tell me what she is. I'm okay? not trying you to. You sat here and said I look like a tan white girl. No, you, you do. But like, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, so, so that's what, so, so that's the, that's the weirdest category for you is the, the, not I weird. don't think it's weirdest. It's, it's just weird. the most like taboo. All, all, taboo. Um, there's another one that I really like watching. It's not weird, but it's just something I'm obsessed with watching. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to type in, mm -hmm. but it's when. It's during a threesome when they're in the 69 position, mm -hmm. and the dude comes out of the girl pussy, and it comes in the other girl's mouth. It's like a cream pie eating 69 That's thing. That's a snowball, right? That's not snowballing. Snowballing is when you pass it back and forth. So they're not so passing like it back and forth? If you came in my mouth, right. that's a snowball. 
Right. If I come in your mouth and then you pass it to another girl. Not exactly. Well, it's funny because they if you look it up in porn, cum swapping is girl to girl. Right. But snowballing is man to woman. What do you mean? Like I have to have to come in my mouth? Yeah. Jason. <laughs> Why Jason. Jason? Come tell us about your snowball experience, dog. No, that, I don't think I could do that one. Yes, you could. I saw the wheels yeah. turning. Well, yeah. so here it is. It's, that's not Wait, really so what the definition is, but snowballing is supposed to be, at least as far as Pornhub defines it, is right. your own semen being swapped back and forth. You know what? I thought that I had that. Come swapping is just generalized. I thought that I was watching, like, like, like kind of out there porn, um, but I'm really not compared to you. This is this done. Is, yeah. Yeah, I'm half white. Yeah, this is very, very, very true. Hello. I like I like the jerk off encouragement. Have you seen those? No. You haven't seen the jerk off encouragement porn? Oh, come on. No. You haven't seen any of that? said, come on. Yeah. No, I'm looking at oh. cocky and tea girl porn. Oh, you think I've seen oh, yeah, jerk yeah, off yeah, encouragement? Yeah. Jerk off the jerk off encouragement is just like the the girl twerking or whatever, but she's talking to you mm-hmm. and giving you a countdown. Yeah. Like you have to come in ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Do five. you make it every time? Nah, it's not. Nah, you never make it, right? Come on. <laughs> Like you never make it. So I it's like, it's like, I it's like she's like she's still counting. I'm like, oh shit! Right. God damn it! She's on stop. seven. Yeah. <laughs> I count myself down when I'm watching cum shots. Like mm-hmm. I have to come while the dude is coming. It's really weird. Really? Like I'm just like, Ugh, like I'm about to burn my clit off. I'm like rubbing it that hard. Mm. Doing it's all like extra shit. I watch all ass job porns. There's one called my favorite. My favorite one is called Panty Poppers. The Kevin Moore series It's just panty. You are disgusting. What? It's panty. It's like, is I it like... because you're in LA? You just like know all the fucking producer producers and shit of the porn. Oh, I love pornography. It's called. Oh, me too. I love pornography. You know, one of my favorite things. And to by the do way, I need is to watch I, I, it with I, someone. I've cut back a lot. Why? Just because your my... arms are tired. Well, shut up. I, I've cut back a lot just for my own mental health because it used to be bad. It used to be like when I say bad, I mean like. It used to be to a point to where, first of all, understand where my point, where my porn addiction comes from. Okay. So for a long time. Being big? Yes. So for, so for a long time, it wasn't even that I couldn't get, because I was still doing my thing, but I wasn't. You're my, funny, so I get it. My sexual appetite wasn't my ability to get women, even if I had one or two girls. My sexual appetite could not be matched by what I had physically, right? If I had one or two girls, I needed more at that point in my life. It was my 20s. So what I would do is I would literally just watch porn, hoard porn, just download porn, all kinds of porn. DVDs so, type shit. No, 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 no. It was DVDs sometimes, but it was also online. So after a while, it didn't even become something that I did for gratification. It was... Did you listen to our sex addict episode? I don't think I'm a sex addict, though. No, no, no. Did you listen to it? I haven't heard it. He talked about the amount he watched porn, and, like, so he was saying, like, I would jerk off and then be, like, clicking to find the next video to do it again. Like, the, the, what I used That's to, what you sound like. What I used to do is I would have 15 tabs open. Oh, really? Like, I would have 15, <laughs> 20 tabs. That's you, normal, you feel right? What I'm saying? No, this is, like, honestly, this, that, that's how it happened. Look at 15, that. Do that shit right 15, now. 15, 20 tabs open, <laughs> like, and it would be, it would be, like, so long. The sessions would last so long because... Something else happened is that, like, I started getting into the habit of, like, like in my, when I was, like, 27, I started to bust quit because I was so used to just getting that one out. And so I was reading things like, why am I busting quit? Why is this you researching? And so I researched what you can do to stop this from happening. So what I started doing was it said masturbate for longer. So before you know it. It's true. I'm masturbating from, like, 10 to 3. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, not that long. You know what I'm saying? Bartender shit. Like, before before you know it, before you know it, it's like it's not. People hit me like, "Hey, Van, you coming to hoop? Yeah, I'm gonna be there in a little bit, nigga. Where you at? I'm still at the house. What the fuck you doing? With Melanie Fox, Me- like all of them. So, but now though, I that's re- why you were so hyped about that Nat Turner. I was talking about where's Misty Stone? Missy, I wanted to meet her, but here's the deal. Though. Sure you did. But, but now I've realized that pornography can be. It can be unhealthy. I dated someone that said and he was got, so happy about how we watched it together because the woman he was with before told him, like, watching this much porn is, like, not good for you. It's not good for our sex. Mm-hmm. It's making you think you have to do crazier shit. It's influencing you to do all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think porn is great. It's one of my favorite things to do when, like, you're too tired to fuck is put on porn and, like, jerk off right next to somebody. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. But... It's like the jerk-off encouragement, but also like, you know, three bad bitches and another dick. Right. But I I think that the problem with, like, people watching too much porn is they're not doing those things in their sex lives. Mm. Which is why I am into doing kinkier things in my sex life, because right. I'm not watching porn and getting jealous. Right. The only thing I haven't done is had a gangbang or, like, two males and a threesome thing. And that's just my own... Um, self-consciousness about two men fucking me f- making me feel just deme- i don't know it's so weird what do you mean it's like i can it do- would seem that that you would be into that well I, w- I would love to try it but there's this part of me that's just still a square i guess i feel like two guys would like feel like they i don't know it's weird i just i want one of them to be my boyfriend mm-hmm but it's very hard to find a man that will let me do that with them. Right. But just having two regular dudes fuck me and that's it, I kind of just feel like I gotta they say, feel like they won more than me. This is this is one thing, you know, I'm a very liberal dude, but, like, it's not going to be me and one of my homies I've, fucking my girl. I, it's just I can't. I don't want one of your like homies. This girl, is my fantasy. My, my girl, I can't have that. Let me, let me explain. I have wanted, when mind. I'm on vacation, right, like, I was in Venice recently with the lover boy dude. And I was talking about the bartender, and he was like, why do you keep looking at you like that? Kind of just flirting back and forth. I was like, what if I told him to come back to the hotel room, and he fucked me? How jealous would you get? Like, mm-hmm. would you punish fuck me after? So, like, because I'm into submission, I feel like that would be, like, the ultimate punish fucking. Mm-hmm. I fuck someone else in front of you. You've had to sit there and watch it. Or maybe you're fucking me, too, or however it goes. They leave, and now I have to do all of these things for you because I've been a bad girl. It's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you a question, and this—I keep saying—let me ask you a question. But do you, what? What do you feel about the idea that, in some way, you feel like there's any truth to the idea that black women are more sexually repressed than white women are? I'm going to tell you why I think so. Black women are very fetishized, mm-hmm. by, 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 like even by black men sometimes, like because black dudes is out here fucking. Everyone else but black women, it seems like. You know, you click on the shade room, and it's like they almost taunt us with every black dude and his white wife. Mm -hmm. But I think that the reason for that is because white girls can do whatever they want, and it's just like, oh, whatever. But, like, they're so quick to call black women whores and slutty and demean them. And they're used to fucking, not used to, I don't want to say that. I'm trying to pick the white verbiage here. It's easier to shit on a black woman for doing that than it is a white girl. We just Easier to shit on a black woman, period, for anything. Yes, for anything. And so when white girls do shit like that, it's just like kind of like this, oh, whatever thing. But when black women do it, even by other black women, we tear them down for it. Mm-hmm. Right? And black women are supposed to be the model human being out of all of us. Mm-hmm. We got to fucking feed your kids, do all this shit, help protest, every fucking thing. Check the shit out of Kanye. Mm-hmm. Everything. Right. We're saving motherfuckers at elections. Mm-hmm. Black girls have to come through 
for everything. Right. So because we have to be this perfect fucking human, doing something like that is too much. How do you how do we get past that? How do we what do we need to arm our community with or not just our community with what does what reckoning does America need to have um, not to have black women feel so sexually repressed? Then I'm not woke enough for this question. It's not about being woke. It's it about, is. It, like, it's, it's, what, what reckoning does America need to have? I mean, here's, like, here's, no, I'm, it's, here's not, it's not even about being woke. It's really just about asking you as a black woman. What would you like to see? Let me. Okay. Well, let me, this is why. Let, let me ask you. No, no, no. I way. hear you. Like, well, like, what would you? What would you like to see? Let me ask us in a nigga do? way. Like, well, seriously, how how do we how do we get sisters to a place where they can be sexually expressive? Like, what would you like to see men do? I don't know if I could say I'd like to see men. So, like things like my show, Black Girls Need. I know that right. for a fact. Which is why I know that's helping. I have girls. I've had virgins come up at our at our live shows, like mm -hmm. hugging me, telling me about how their first time was so much less pressure filled because of the things they've heard from us, mm -hmm. or you know, people that are super religious feeling like they've had to let these things go. Or moms. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we need black men to stop shitting on black women so much for being with other niggas. Stop calling them hoes. Stop talking about them like that in music. And don't get me wrong, I'm the, I'm I'm going to shake my ass at Twenty One Savage. Right. But that narrative about black girls being hoes for anything mm -hmm. is what fucks us all up because we don't want to be that girl right you know i mean i hate to say it but like even him just sitting there and saying like his girl is this mm -hmm. right made me feel like in that moment this was a few years ago now i'm more comfortable with my sexuality but made me even think in that moment what would it take for a guy to wife me because i know i've been out here being a hoe. right you know right. and by hoe <laughs> i just mean like having sex without really right. casual sex right you know and and not needing a title or things like that. That's mm. quote unquote a hoe. Right. You know, I'm still going on dates and stuff. I'm not just throwing pussy out. Right. But I'm still a hoe, you right. know? And I think that men have shit on other women so much publicly that we feel that way. Mm -hmm. Or when they break up with someone, they call her a hoe for doing this or for cheating or for anything. The way women dress, we, we shit on them for that. Mm -hmm. So it's made black women feel like they have to be so fucking perfect and keep our pussies tucked in mm -hmm. for just one man who really gonna probably cheat anyway. So why? Mm. So... Last question. When are you fucking wives? Oh my god. Well, I, I don't know why I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's taking y'all so long. Listen, let me tell y'all something. I've known a lot of guys in my life that have a way with women. Never anyone quite like wax. Wax just it just happens. <laughs> like wax will <laughs> we'll be at a hotel somewhere and wax will be like, Hey Van, man, come over here real quick, come get me. It's like, wow, I'm at this other hotel, man. I just, <laughs> Like, like, seriously, bro. Like I just because because Van is the ultimate quote unquote BBC dude. Oh, wax, big black dreads. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know what it is about wax that gives me them little bubbles inside. Wax makes you feel like such a. He has these. He said things to me like I've been frustrated or something like that. You know, I got you. When I went on Instagram and I talked about like my neighbor showed himself to me, mm -hmm. Wax was like, I'm about to come fuck that nigga up for you. Like we all want a guy that's gonna make us feel like You that. wanna fuck Wax so bad. I'm telling you. Let I'm, me tell you why I'm not. After, Let me after, you after, I'm after, not. after Wax hit, Wax gonna call me up like, man, I bust down Weezy. Man. That's why I can't fuck he, Wax. He, no, no, he's not gonna do that. He wouldn't. He, ah! he, no, 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 seriously. No, 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 no. no he's not that, gonna do that. Honestly, that's but he why does, I can't he fuck does, that. he describes sex in a funny way. He'll say something like, yo, I just had sex with this girl. Uh, it was 37 strokes. I'll be like, what? Listen. Like, like he just says, like, bro, like when I beat off, I'm telling you, it's like 2,500 strokes. I'm like, wax, chill. Like he just, he just a funny way about it. And, and, He's and, hilarious. I feel like I talked to Wax in the airport yesterday. He called me to ask about some podcast I was asking him to be on. I'm like, what you about to do? He's like, shit, about to go. You know what I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, the thing that's keeping me from fucking wax Why? is I realize that I'm going to see these people no matter I want to or not, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to be in my circle. I don't want to fuck someone in my circle. Like, mm -hmm. I want to fuck that 500 followers or less dude. I just don't want to fuck wax because it will come back around. I'll have to see him or... You know, I, I don't really want to be fucking niggas that's around me because then suddenly, like, I'm the bitch that fucked everybody if I fucked one dude. And I would just rather kind of keep it to myself and let my pussy be questionable. Is it mm. good or is it not? There you go. So we're all to take from that that they've already had sex. You know, so I'm kind of upset that you didn't say, like, you haven't been flirting with me at all. And, you know, I just, I'm a little upset. I haven't been flirting with you at all? No. I, don't I keep it professional over here. I don't man. want you to. You know what I'm saying? I keep it a thousand percent professional. Why do you think I have my titties out like this? Cause you had TMZ and you trying to get on the website. That's what I thought. Not true. Like I don't. I keep it like <laughs> one million percent professional. Look at Jason over there. You know what? What man? This will make bitches want to fuck you more. What? I I'm teasing you right by now, by the way. Sure. But like, this is what makes me always want to fuck dudes. What? When they act like they ain't pressed. When they act like they ain't pressed. Why does that make women want to fuck? Guys I think because like we're so used to men just being over the top with like wanting to fuck you. So when you feel like someone's just way more chill about it and they're, they're not pushed up for pussy, like it makes you want to give it to them because then you feel like it's not a rat race for like when are they going to get it? Yeah. Men are constantly like, when are you going to let me take you out? When are you going to do no, this? I'm out the game. I don't do that and shit. And when no you don't more, do man. that shit, it makes yeah. it so much I'm more easier. Game. And um, done up, booed up. it's less of a thing you yeah. know when you really feel like you can go to a dude's house to just chill without the pressure mm -hmm. i'll be ready to suck it quicker <laughs> <laughs> i'll be ready i'll be like oh you really want to watch bates motel oh okay. oh hell you're just down for it y'all give it up for wheezy man Aww. give it up for wheezy let me tell you something give it up for you i'm gonna tell y'all something we learned a lot you didn't on this podcast you did not i did by the way i didn't know you were in the news and politics category why what does that mean this today yeah okay so what News and politics. I, I love how you did your 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 due diligence on on my podcast. So they say I'm too woke on on the comments. Oh, I love that shit, bro. I love when people say shit like that. Yeah, you're too woke. Thanks for listening. A lot of things we learned today. We always do two goodbyes on the red pill. A lot of things we learned today. A couple of things we learned is that horrible decisions gonna figure this out. Okay. We learned that <laughs> Wheezy is into so much weirder porn than me, or or, or more niche porn than me i thought i was gonna be able to be i like it's not that even close great yeah. way of saying that more niche and and more niche forget about weird weird is a bad word more niche porn than i am and the third thing we learned is my associate producer jason <laughs> he's getting fucked by me he's tonight getting fucked in his ass by wheezy tonight so second goodbye don't give it up for wheezy give it up for Jason, new name Pegleg. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Call me the Pegasus. Pegasus. Oh, that's better. Pegasus. Pegasus, Pegasus. Pegasus is better. Jason the Pegasus. We out. Yeah.